Hello, this is a one take with Asher Neal. I am Asher Neal, the buff nerd. And if you're watching this on the official nerdy channel, please go ahead and hit that like button and the subscribe button. Now, if you're listening to this on the official nerdy podcast, thank you for your support. You're in fact listening to this before it is released on the YouTube channel. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. Anyway, today's topic is going to be masculinity. And I have brought with me my Bible because I can say whatever I want, and that really does not matter. What matters is the truth, and we can find the truth in God's Word, the Bible. So, no matter how many YouTube videos you watch, and how many different people you hear talking about masculinity, the only truth about this subject is here in the Bible. And this is a really important subject, because half of the world is men, and therefore half of the world needs to know how to live in a masculine way, and the other half, all the women in the world need to know what to look for in a man because they may get married to a man and may have to raise sons to become men. And so it's very important for everyone to know what it means to be a good man and what masculinity is all about. So the best way to start is in the very beginning when God first created men and women, when he first created humans. This was the beginning of masculinity. And this is recorded in Genesis. We read about in chapter one of Genesis. It says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we see that God created men and women in his image. So do we as humans get to create masculinity and decide what masculinity is? No. We're in God's image. So he has already determined what we should be like and what we should look like and what masculinity is. He created us to do something glorious in the image of God. We are way different than the animals and the plants and the stars, which are all beautiful. But in fact, men and women were created last after everything else. They are the most important part of God's creation and they're in God's image. So that's really important. Then in chapter two of Genesis, we get a more specific account of how he created men and women. And we read that this is on the sixth day of creation. And he created men first out of the ground, out of clay. Everything else in creation, he just spoke into existence. But when he created humans, he took the time to actually mold them and shape them and create them out of substance, not just speak them into existence. So he made men, and then he said it's not good for a man to be alone. This is where we see the next important point of masculinity. Men cannot survive and flourish alone. We need women to help us, to complete us, all right? A lot of times, men like to be sigma males or lone wolves, and all that is possible is not the way God planned and desired it for it to be. He designed masculinity and femininity to complement each other and work together so that a man by himself or a woman by herself is not complete. It is best when you have a man and a woman together in marriage, which is also what we read about in chapter 2. It says, The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. It's talking about how God created Eve out of Adam's rib bone. 
Then it says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So a man must leave his family and, when he gets married, start a new family. And this is what masculinity is about, is becoming one flesh with your wife, joining together physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And this is really important to fulfilling masculinity. So we continue, we continue to read in chapter 3 of Genesis um, about how men and women, Adam and Eve, sinned. And they did what God forbade them to do. And so God had to curse them and make things much harder for them because they had not followed his perfect law. And so he says to the man, Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground. Because from it you were taken for you are dust, and dust you shall return. So this curse made, a, made men have to work hard for things in life. It made things not easy anymore. You see, in the perfect Garden of Eden, in God's perfect creation, men would work and tend the ground, but it was perfect and it was easy, and everything flourished. Now things go wrong sometimes. We have bad days at work. Right? Things don't go right. We don't get things done in time. We mess things up. We get fired. All right? Customers get mad at us. All sorts of things get, can happen. So life is marred and is messed up because of the fall, because of sin. Okay? But it is still man's responsibility to work hard. And this is the next point in masculinity, is men must work hard. We must be diligent. And even though life is difficult, we must be strong. And we must keep working. So, with that said, we're going to move on to another passage. This is in Proverbs. So, Proverbs is a book written by Solomon, who's a great king. Um, and actually, before we read about that, we're going to go back to when Solomon first became king. This is in 1 Kings. All right, Chapter 2 of 1 Kings. It says, As David's time to die drew near, he charged Solomon his son, saying, I am going the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his ordinances, and his testimonies, according to what is written in the law of Moses, that you may succeed in all that you do and wherever you turn. So David was the king of Israel, and as he died, he was passing on the kingship to his son Solomon. And he was telling Solomon to be strong and show yourself a man. So this means, men, we need to be strong, but not just physically, also emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually strong. Because it says that we need to keep the charge of the Lord your God. We need to walk in his ways. It says his ordinances, his testimonies. We need to follow God's law. And that's how we show ourselves to truly be men, is we do not what we want, but what God commands us to do. So, Solomon became king, and he was actually the wisest person to ever live on earth, besides Jesus. And that's because God granted him incredible wisdom. And he passed on a ton of that wisdom to us through a book called Proverbs. So, Proverbs 24 says... In verse 5, 
A wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases power. For by wise guidance you will wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. So, what this means is that a man should be both wise and strong. It says it there. A wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases power. So we should be increasing our strength and our power, but through that, our knowledge and our wisdom. Okay. So although it is good to be grinding in the gym, we should not be slacking at school because of it. We mean growing ourselves physically and mentally. This is masculinity. It's being well-rounded, being good at everything we set our minds to, not being good at one thing and then just being lazy and everything else. We need to be physically and mentally strong so we can protect and provide for others. As it says, you will wage war and in an abundance of counselors, there's victory. So we will have to go into battle, but when we have wisdom, we have counselors, then we can have victory. We can't do things by ourselves. And this is an important part of masculinity. Awesome, often men are proud. They think they have it all figured out. I am guilty of this many times. I have to remember to ask others for help and look in the Bible for help as well. Because with counsel, then I can have victory. So, we're going to move on from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Now, the first passage we're going to look at is going to be in... Oh, sorry. One more passage in the Old Testament. That's why it's one take, guys. One take. Anyway, one more passage in the Old Testament. We have Micah 6, verse 8. So, Micah was a prophet. He wrote a prophetic book. And in chapter 6, verse 8, he says, He, I mean, God, has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So we see three really important things that all men should do. We should do justice, we should love kindness, and we should walk humbly with God. So humility, justice, and kindness need to define us as men. If we're not humble, just, and kind, we're not truly masculine. That's the simple truth of it. That's what it says here in God's Word. So now we're going to move on to the New Testament. And our first passage in the New Testament is going to be, let me find it, in 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And this says in um, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, be on the alert. That means watch out, pay attention. Stand firm in the faith. That is our faith in God, our Christian faith. We need to stand firm in this and hold strong to it. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. So here we see that we need to act like men. We need to be strong. We need to be on the alert. We need to stand firm in the faith. And we need to let all that we do be done in love. So, we see four more things that are defining true masculinity and biblical masculinity is being on the alert, paying attention, watching out, standing firm in faith, being strong and love. Those four things must define us as men. Similar to what Mike talked about, about kindness, justice, humility. Now add love, faith, strength, and being on the alert, being aware, watching out. We must be watching out and being alert and being aware because we must protect and provide for those around us. If we don't know the dangers coming to us, then how are we going to be able to stop those dangers and protect those that we love? So we must be on the alert. All right, two passages left that I think are very, very important. 
Now, one of them is in 1 Timothy. This is a letter from Paul the Apostle, who wrote like half the New Testament, to Timothy. Timothy was a younger man, and Paul is basically training Timothy on how to be a pastor and how to be just a man of God. And so this book of Timothy really shows us a lot of important things that we can help us grow as men. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul lays out the qualifications to become an elder or a deacon in the church. So basically how to become a spiritual leader. And these qualifications though should not only apply to the pastors and elders at a church. They should apply to all men because ultimately a pastor is just one man who has been um, spiritually elected to help shepherd everyone else to God. But each individually as men, we still should be shepherding our family to God and ourselves to God. And so just because these qualifications are for a pastor does not mean they can't apply to us as well. So it says in this chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 3, that we must be above reproach. We must be the husband of one wife. We must be temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. We must manage our own household well, keeping our children under control with dignity. Not a new convert. This is where it applies specifically to the pastor, right? That able to teach and not a new convert, those are specifically for a pastor or an elder, okay? But all men, all men should have these other things. Husband of one wife, above reproach, not addicted to wine, gentle, peaceable, not addicted to the love of money. All these things are so important. It continues in verse 8 with about deacons. We must be men of dignity, not double-tongued. That means not lying. Um, not fond of sordid gain, not swindlers, fraud. That is bad. We must hold to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. That's, that's a mouthful. The mystery of the faith. That means the mystery of why God would love us puny humans so much to die for us. Think about that. God, who is eternal and created the universe, died, even though we hated him, and we're the ones who killed him, he died so that we could be saved because he loved us. Even as we killed him, he loved us. That, that's true masculinity there. That is true manliness. So, it continues. That deacons must be husbands of only one wife and good managers of their children in their household. So, that is all about what it means to be a good man and to have masculinity. So the very last verse we're going to look at, the very last passage we're going to look at, is in James. And this is James 1, verses, verse 19. And then we're going to close this video today with this verse. It says, This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. So the last important point on masculinity that we're going to talk about today is that as men, we must be quick to hear, but slow to speak and then slow to anger because we want the righteousness of God. Our anger is not achieving God's righteousness. So as you're, one, one, one important example is as you drive. As you're driving, you don't want to have road rage. That is anger against other drivers. 
often it seems important to us, but when we think about it, it really isn't. And even if it is something very important, our anger is not going to make it better. Okay, So we must be quick to hear, but slow to speak. Slow to start shouting. Slow to get angry. Slow to get loud. We must control that. Have that self-control. And that self-control is how we become um, and how we follow the righteousness of God. Our anger will not help us be righteous like God. That is not what we want. So instead of anger, we need self-control. So those are some of the key points of masculinity as we can find them in the Bible. And there are lots more things about how to be a good man that we can read about in the Bible. So I really encourage you guys, if you ever have questions about how should I be a man? What does it really mean? Read this book and learn how God designed it to be. So with that, please hit like button if you enjoyed this content and comment below what other sorts of videos you would love me to make. Have a great day.